Hello, and welcome to Paper to Podcast. Today we're diving into a research paper I've only read 25% of, but trust me, it's going to be informative. The paper, titled Virtual Reality Sickness Factors, was published in 2020 by Dimitrio Saradakis and colleagues. So what's the deal with nausea in virtual reality, VR? Well, this research analyzed factors contributing to VR sickness in head-mounted displays, HMDs. Interestingly, gaming content had the highest total simulator sickness questionnaire, SSQ, mean score of 34.26, suggesting gamers should stock up on anti-nausea meds. Other factors influencing VR sickness profiles included visual stimulation, locomotion, and exposure times. Surprisingly, older folks, mean age greater than or equal to 35 years, had significantly lower total SSQ means than younger individuals. It seems like the older we get, the stronger our stomachs become, at least in VR. And guess what? There were no sex differences in VR sickness susceptibility. The pooled total SSQ mean was relatively high at 28.00, compared to recommended SSQ cutoff scores. Now, let's talk dropouts. The mean dropout rate due to VR sickness across 46 experiments was 15.6%. These findings are essential for future research and VR applications in therapy, rehabilitation, and gaming. The authors used a systematic review and meta-analysis to examine factors associated with VR sickness in HMDs. They followed the preferred reporting items for systematic reviews and meta-analysis, PRISMA, guidelines to search for relevant journal and conference papers related to VR sickness using HMDs. The studies were required to use HMDs and measure VR sickness using the Simulator Sickness Questionnaire, SSQ. The strengths of this research lie in the systematic approach and comprehensive meta-analysis conducted to examine VR sickness in HMDs. By focusing on factors like content, visual stimulation, locomotion, and time, the researchers provided a thorough understanding of how these elements influence VR sickness. However, there are some limitations to the research due to the categorization of factors and the examination of user characteristics, such as age and gender, in only a limited number of studies. Additionally, the SSQ scores used to measure VR sickness might not capture the full range of symptoms experienced by users. Potential applications for this research include informing the design and development of VR experiences to reduce VR sickness in users. By understanding the factors associated with VR sickness, developers can create more user-friendly and comfortable experiences for various purposes, such as gaming, therapy, rehabilitation, training, and education. In conclusion, this research provides valuable insights into the factors contributing to VR sickness, which can be used to improve VR experiences and reduce the prevalence of VR sickness. You can find this paper and more on the paper2podcast.com website.